0: Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jennifer D'Angelo, Senior Vice President and CIO of Newbridge Medical Center. In this segment, we discuss why she had to hit the ground sprinting as the new CIO, what her team is doing to ensure patient information is kept safe, and how they're addressing the unique challenges of EMR adoption in the behavioral health setting. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with HealthSystemCIO. CIO. Absolutely. To get us started, can you talk about Newbridge Medical Center? Um, obviously, this, this is an organization that has gone through quite a bit of change, so can you just give us some background?
1: Absolutely. Just a little bit about the facility itself. Largest hospital in, in New Jersey, fourth largest hospital in the nation, You know, located right here in Bergen County, which is, I think, a fun fact that people really don't realize when they look at some of the health systems in New Jersey and, and the fact that we are such a large bed count. We have 1,070 beds founded in 1916, uh, originally to treat patients with contagious diseases, and, you know, it's just an incredible journey that the facility has been here for such a long time and and often is not looked at from a state perspective that it is the largest hospital, so we're really proud about
0: that. Yeah. And then uh, can you talk about the recent history and, and the changes that have been made as far as the organization? Yes,
1: I could speak to that, sure. So historically here, it's a county owned facility, and the facility has been run by a management company that had been here previously for 19 years. And I believe it was about two years ago they started the process to replace that management company with a new management company, which is now CarePlus Bergen, which is comprised of CarePlus New Jersey, Integrity House, and Rutgers. So the contract actually started on October 1st, 2017. On October 2nd, the facility was renamed as Newbridge Medical Center, uh, formerly known as Bergen Regional, formerly, formerly Bergen Pines. So when CarePlus Plus Bergen Incorporated became new nonprofit manager of the medical center after a very rigorous RFP process performed by the county of Bergen to identify new management entity. So CarePlus Plus Bergen is that entity um, here managing the hospital. Um, we have a really great innovative alliance between three partners. As I mentioned, Rutgers, Integrity House, and Care Plus New Jersey, owned by the county but managed day-to-day by Care Plus Bergen, you know, focusing on strengthening hospitals' core services in behavioral health, substance abuse, addiction treatment, long-term care, acute care, while ensuring greater access to primary care for Bergen County residents. And as Newbridge continues to play a critical role in health care delivery for patients and families, not only in Bergen County, but across the state of New Jersey. So that's a very high-level overview just of the management structure and us really launching multiple initiatives as of October 1st.
0: Now, in terms of governance, who do you report to?
1: So I report directly to the CEO here, and we are all employees of CarePlus Bergen.
0: Okay. And what do you have in terms of uh, IT staff? IT staff, I have which is a, is an
1: ever evolving <laughs> structure so sure. i'm just going to reference my organizational chart so under my area in the information services department we have a director of security and an information security officer so very strong emphasis clearly on security and healthcare
0: yeah. in
1: many different ways we have a director of applications and we have application specialists that handle every application that's run throughout the hospital yeah director of operations, which manages our network infrastructure, help desk, tech one, two, three levels, and network engineering. We also have a really strong clinical informatics side. So we have a director of clinical informatics and clinical informatics nurses that work within the department and actively recruiting for a chief medical informatics officer. Okay. So I am very happy to say that we've been able to, to add, in my short time here, some really critical staff to the department to kind of leverage and manage some major, major IT initiatives that we have in, in flight right now.
0: Right. Yeah, and we definitely want to get into that. Now, going back a little bit, when you started in October, initially, what were your key priorities coming into the role
1: there were many key priorities simultaneously happening here. So the county had engaged a third-party IT consulting company to kind of, during the RFP process of a management company, to identify and do a complete assessment to see from a technology standpoint where the facility needed to be. So we would have the ability, once we were onboarded, to kind of get things started from an IT infrastructure standpoint. So for me onboarding, focusing on infrastructure and applications, critical applications and infrastructure simultaneously right out of the gate. So I walked into many projects that were already in flight and in motion, so really trying to get a sense of what the hospital needs were and getting quickly versed on the projects that were already approved and in progress and trying to supplement and bring in new team members to kind of support these initiatives.
0: Right. So people talk about hitting the ground running, but it sounds like you had to hit the ground sprinting. <laughs> yes, this was a hit the ground sprint and it continues to be a
1: sprint, and we're on making some great strides. It's been four months, and we've had some significant milestones met, and you know, continuing to improve the infrastructure and applications across the board, and obviously identifying new opportunities for technology here and how to leverage technology um, in this hospital. Very unique. Uh, facility with behavioral health and inpatient long-term care beds. So we have a a variety of programs that sit under this organization's umbrella, which is really terrific to be a part of those business lines here within the hospital.
0: Okay. Now you said you're about four months in. What would you say right now are are really the the biggest priorities for for this year? And I'm sure some of that obviously spills over, but what's really top of mind right now?
1: So top of mind right now from a security standpoint, so we have a lot of resource and emphasis going into cybersecurity efforts, Mm -hmm. educating staff to safeguard privacy and what that means clearly we're doing a lot of modernization at the same time so culturally trying to communicate as best we can to educate staff as they continue to use technology in a different way here and increase use of technology here comes a lot of education so you know one of our main focuses is security from email standpoint and infrastructure and educating staff on EPHI and what does that mean and how do we continue to give quality care and communicate with our partners within the organization, outside the facility, securely, appropriately. To me, making sure that our information remains secure, privacy is is a very big initiative here and is at the forefront for everyone from a technology standpoint you know building our back end infrastructure for disaster recovery and making sure that we have systems that are reliable up times to be able to sustain and keep the facility running with no interruptions, having redundancy. So we're working a lot on stabilizing and enhancing infrastructure so that we're comfortable that the layers that we're building here for sustainability and having off-site locations part of that process in keeping us secure and also keeping us fully redundant across the board. So we've been doing a lot of on-site, off-site initiatives and making sure that we're fully connected. And then, from an application standpoint, I break it down into three buckets: security, infrastructure, and applications. So, from an application standpoint, we're going—we're in the process of going through a major EMR upgrade. We're using McKesson's Paragon system, so we are uh, upgrading to their latest version of Paragon, which is a huge initiative here and we have a team of wonderful people from scripts Paragon now, on-site working with us and, and our partners here to develop the best use of that application throughout the hospital.
0: Okay. And what's the, the approximate timeline or goal as far as that upgrade?
1: We're in the process of doing that upgrade and have been for the past several months, and we're looking to go live on the new system uh, come spring.
0: Okay. Second quarter, okay. yeah,
1: to be a little more specific, second quarter.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so a lot going on on several fronts, and one area I wanted to, to get into before we continue is just talking about some of the, the biggest differences when it comes to IT adoption in the behavioral health setting. What would you say is really um, some of the, the biggest considerations with, with adoption in this behavioral health environment?
1: You know, and I've worked in behavioral health before, so from an EMR adoption standpoint, that a systems perspective, these physicians work in many places, so they have a lot of comparisons now, as opposed to years ago where where EMRs were was a nice to have It wasn't a mandatory to do day to day business. so I know that there's been a lot of talk around behavioral health and what's appropriate with behavioral health from an electronic standpoint. So I think we're in a really good place with that you know physicians particularly onboarding and being supporters and champions of behavioral health EMRs are critical to the process. And trying to make a system function as closely to their workflow as possible and in that setting can be difficult. So it's trying to find that balance. That's achievable by building physician relations with myself directly. You know, I'm a very hands-on CIO. I like to be on the floor. I like to talk to the physicians and the clinical team as we're developing systems to make sure from an operational standpoint that we're meeting their needs and it's not just technology-driven. Uh, to me i say the older way of thinking of technology where okay you know you have your checklist it works on the network it's compliant it's secure but does that necessarily mean it's easy for my end user and it meets their operational needs those are mm-hmm. those are very different conversations that have to happen. So I look at it from who are my key stakeholders in this and meeting with them to make sure that we have high adoption rates as we continue to roll out this EMR upgrade. And particularly developing committees so that we're able to get participation from all levels of behavioral health and so they can have input to the process and really own the process. So bringing them in from the very beginning and setting up steering committees, discuss certain things that need to be decided is a much better approach and really increases the adoption of utilization. Right and we all know that there you know there isn't one system that fully meets everybody's requirements 100% of the time and unfortunately you know for a physician that's used to handwriting a prescription and ha- handing that off to the next person literally takes them seconds to do that process and when you convert that to an electronic process it definitely takes more time for them but we try to explain that the time that the physician's taking you know to do that part of the process although it's more time for them initially until they come up with prescribing patterns and we customize it to, to fit their need, it actually saves so many people time from a, a trickle-down effect. So from a quality standpoint, from patient care and continuity standpoint, it really is enhancing the quality of care and care delivery for maybe 50 people that will touch that medical record, starting with them.
0: Right. Okay.
1: I hope that answered it.
0: No, oh, yeah, it does. And now what about from from the standpoint of patient engagement? It seems like there there's a, a lot of potential in the behavioral health space for um, improved ways to to communicate and interact with with patients. Right. So there's a great opportunity for patient
1: engagement much easier when you're fully electronic, and then there's mm-hmm. that balance of getting patient engagement where you have information that's going into a medical electronic medical record, but also finding that balance of that face-to-face that you still need to have with the patient and having them part of their treatment planning process. So that's not necessarily always technology-driven, but just the shift from a workflow and operations where you know the patient's at the forefront, they need to be part of their care delivery and have a say in their treatment planning process. So this allows for that. So another exciting thing that we're doing here is we are part of Jersey Health Connect, HIE, which is really exciting for us as a facility. And really leveraging the utilization of the Health Information Exchange to assist not only our care delivery, but when the patient is discharged, having a place where patients can go to access their records, but also, from a provider standpoint, connecting to our partners here and being able to exchange data in a secure fashion to help with the continuity of care and care delivery and coordination of their care on discharge. So now we've joined Jersey Health Connect, which gives us the opportunity to now coordination of care with many providers that are part of Jersey Health Connect HIE, which is very new and exciting for us.
0: Yeah, from what I've heard in the past, it's it's a pretty robust HIE and I'm sure that that's that's really uh, like you said an exciting thing a lot of potential there.
1: Yeah, for, you know, from a state perspective I'm a board member of New Jersey Hymns and involved with many organizations in the state HCA and J, NJHA to try to get providers The knowledge and awareness of what HIEs can provide to all of us collectively if we're actively participating and and really driving that message across the same. I'm a big advocate for utilization of that to streamline patient information across the board in a secure way to properly coordinate care.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.